Hello! This is Hers to Tell, Season 1, Episode 5, on April 16th, and this is your host, Christine Anjard. Hers to Tell is a podcast that is for anyone who might be struggling with anxiety, maybe insecurity, or just someone who needs a boost of confidence. At Hers to Tell, we will interview and bring together women who are willing to share their stories of struggle and overcoming adversity, which will lend advice to anyone who might be struggling with the same thing. Other topics we will have will include attracting more positivity in your everyday life, which will be the focus of tonight, advice from a wellness coach and breathing techniques that will help anybody and everybody eliminate anxieties. These tools and advice from everyday women will really help us to build a community that surrounds people with love and support. That being said, tonight we have Miss Elisa here. Elisa and I first became connected through our original Bible study, and then we both had the same love of volleyball and have very similar backgrounds, so we just connected right off the bat. Elisa, thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you uh, moved to Colorado or what brought you here to begin with. Yeah, so I moved to Colorado um, just over two years ago. Was finishing the job in in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for um, six years and worked in Chicago um, at an architecture firm. Finished working there and was ready to move. Um, There was just kind of a big push for change in my life and decided to move from Chicago to Denver. Do you have any, I guess, regrets about moving or did you just fall in love right when you moved here? It was definitely difficult after I moved here the first few months to a year almost. I would say until probably we connected through Bible study, those first nine months or so were difficult. Um, I didn't have a community to kind of rely on or didn't really know anybody here. Um, And so it was hard to stay positive and continue moving on. There was a lot of thoughts of it would be much easier to move back to where my family is and where all my friends are. And once I kind of got connected within the community, I was able to kind of definitely find some more joy and happiness here in Denver. Yeah, that's great. So how long have you been here? I've been here for two years and four months. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Well, that's great. And have you found that over the last two years and four months, you've found like different ways to connect to people or have you been involved in different organizations that have helped bring you joy? Definitely. I'd say various different organizations um, through our Bible study, which then led me to um, the sports league that goes along with the Bible study, which is Catholic sports. Um, and so that really kind of got me involved with the community, which really kind of hit strong in the sense of I was an athlete in college and so being able to kind of like express that competitiveness um, and get to know teammates over various different sports no matter the athletic level or the skills of any sports I mean I played sports that I had played previously and sports that I had not um, Mm -hmm. and I found all of them equally as fun and was really enjoyable to meet people who also liked to just get out there and play so and then through the architecture community I've got I've done a few things with them and kind of been able to connect with a few people there as well that's great have you ever combined architecture and sports and done a kickball league or anything like that uh I wish I think it'd been super fun sometimes we play bags in the office but that's about as close as we get sometimes (laughs) 
That's pretty fun. Yeah. I could see you getting competitive. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. And how are things going at your job? Things are going well, although amidst the inevitable COVID-19 that has to come up in this conversation Mm -hmm. since we're totally in the middle of it, you know, there's definitely been some ups and downs with COVID-19 and how that's affected our work, but overall, generally, work's going well. This week has been busy, so which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. yeah, that is really good. So tell me a little bit about when you first found out of COVID-19. I mean, that was, what, one month ago. It's April 16th, so I guess it didn't really, like, blow up until a month ago. So what thoughts were going through your head? Right. Well... Right along, right around the time that COVID-19 was starting to escalate, but we didn't understand the capacity of which it could escalate, my now fiancé and I were getting ready to go to Israel with a group of people for a pilgrimage. And we knew that it was going to be trouble, um, and I don't think we knew how much trouble it was going to cause us. And even amidst our travels to from here from Denver to Israel there were times where we thought we were going to have to turn back because of travel bans and such and somehow you know we were able to kind of just sneak past and just narrowly miss every travel ban on the way there and then um, our flight got canceled on the way back and so we had to get a flight rescheduled and we again narrowly missed multiple travel bans on our way back as well so I don't think We totally understood the capacity of the virus and how it was going to affect us, but it affected us pretty quickly. (laughs) And then because we were traveling, we were quarantined for two weeks. And right as we were coming up on our end of our quarantine, we, or then the entire state got put on lockdown. And so we've been inside ever since. (laughs) Wow. Traveling during a pandemic or right when it was getting to be pretty hard on our country specifically must have been tough but you said you're recently engaged yes which is so exciting so tell us a little bit about you know how that happened did it happen before you left on the plane how are you feeling yes it happened the day before the trip And the day before that, or even the two days before that, were really crazy for us. I lost my passport, so that was a very difficult day. In the midst of trying to understand if I could still go on the trip or how I could get a new passport, and things were looking not so hot for a while, (laughs) to say the least. can imagine. Yeah, things were not looking good. Um, And we had started even researching, like, could we get refunds back for not being able to go. So I think that was even more kind of at the forefront of our minds rather than the potential of not going because of the virus because that was completely out of my control versus the lost passport was more so (laughs) in my control. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, so that was Thursday that I lost the passport. Friday was a miracle that I was able to get a passport in a day, which is totally possible. And I had no idea. So as long as you live near one of those fancy passport agency places, you can do it. (laughs) That's good to know. It is really good information to know. So you can get one in the matter of a few hours. 
also really great information to know. And so then after the kind of like dramatic downfall and the dramatic like upswing of losing the passport and then getting the passport and finally kind of feeling like, okay, now all I have to do is pack (laughs) and kind of try to bring my center of peace back in line. My boyfriend and I, or I guess he was boyfriend at that time, (laughs) were going on a mini, what would you call that, a retreat? Not a retreat, but yeah, a mini retreat talk in the mountains in Estes Park. And we were in the middle of adoration and he got down on one knee and I was really confused because I was like, um, so <laughs> you understand that Jesus is over there, right? <laughs> I was like, the focus is not over here. Why are you on the floor in front of me? And then realized what he was doing. <laughs> so that kind of brought that, you know, initial high of finding the passport, like probably 10 times higher. <laughs> yeah. And so definitely kind of just a crazy week to get engaged in general and then leaving the next day for Israel and then kind of another low of like oh no we're not going to make it there because of the travel bans Um, we thought that Israel closed their borders when we got to London fortunately we were one of the flights that was excluded from that travel ban there was only like three more flights that they were going to let in and ours was one of them so oh my goodness (laughs) it's just amazing you know kind of mini miracle after mini miracle that allowed us to go there. Yeah. That engagement story is beautiful. And then the miracle of finding your passport is really great. It sounds like so many highs and lows, not a lot of in between. Yeah. It was kind of just like mountaintop and then valley and then mountaintop. (laughs) Yeah. So you enjoyed Israel when you were there Mm -hmm. and your trip was cut a little bit short, it sounds like. Yes, yeah, it was cut probably almost in half. We had way more travel days than we had in (laughs) Israel itself, so we Mm -hmm. only ended up with three days in Israel. But yeah, we spent kind of like a half day in London and a half day in Ethiopia on the way back, which was another kind of odd surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Which was not expected just because we had to reschedule our flight and ended up with a long layover just kind of took advantage of the fact that I was in Africa and had never expected to ever be in Africa in my life. Check it off the box. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so when you guys were in Israel and you kind of got told that you had to shift gears, mm-hmm. did they give you a reason or what was your initial reaction to that? Yeah. So the second day we were there was when we found out that our flight was canceled. They did not have a flight rebooked for us. We went through a travel agency. So fortunately, I did not have to do any of the crazy research and trying to figure out how to get all that done. One of the nice things about going with a group and the group using a travel agency was when the flight got canceled, they handled it and they got right on it. And then I would say that it took them almost 24 hours from the time that they told us that it was canceled to the time that... They called us and said, hey, we have a new flight for you, by the way. It's tomorrow at, like, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it was 5 or 6 p.m. the night before. So we only knew about leaving for the flight, like, 12 hours in advance, which was pretty crazy. Plus, on top of that 13-hour time difference, or mm-hmm. you guys had... Were you adjusted by then? Yeah, I have generally done okay with adjusting... 
That's lucky. <laughs> yeah, which is really fortunate, which I understand is not very common. Yeah. The other benefit to the way that our flights were laid out was we were able to, because it was an evening flight on the way out, we were able to sleep. And then when we woke up and got to London, it was in the morning. And then we did the same thing again when we got back on the plane, slept for a few hours and woke up and it was morning in Israel. So we kind of were always flying during the evening times. So it kind of naturally was starting to work itself out. And then plus, obviously, the just exhaustion and finally getting to lay horizontal in a bed (laughs) did wonders. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Man, and that must have been a long trek to get back home. Yes. Yeah, it was a long... I don't know what it works out in actual hours. Oh, it might have been almost two days straight. I think it was like 40 hours or something like that of travel. So describe your emotions coming back early from this trip that you guys had planned like a year before and then coming back to basically this huge pandemic. Like what was going through your head? There was a lot that was going through our head. Significant like disappointment that we were excited to be in Israel um, and having to leave early. I really connected with um, being near the Sea of Galilee just so peaceful, just really serene and really great to kind of be there. Um, and we got a few hours, more or less a day, I suppose, in Jerusalem, which is a little bit busier of a city, but you could, I mean, things were even slowing down there. We were told that many of the sites that we went to, there was 10% or less of the people that typically are there. So we were very fortunate to be able to see the places that we saw and be able to spend more quality time at those places because we weren't like pushed through by crowds. So it, it was really hard to kind of accept the fact that we had to leave this super peaceful and serene place that really had at that point in time, minimal effects of the pandemic. And in some ways I felt like we were safer there than we were, mm-hmm. you know, coming back. I was like, Denver has way more cases of this. Why are we trying to push ourselves back so soon? You know, like we have the opportunity to be here. Why not keep going? But ultimately the group had decided that we had to come back. So there was definitely some disappointment and, you know, trying to come to terms with the fact that we had to come home early. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine being in your shoes. I mean, we, last month we were in Crescibu, which is, you know, four hours away, not 24 hour flight away. (laughs) But after that weekend, I mean, we were quarantined right away for two weeks. And then the stay at home order obviously continued until, you know, now and however much longer it goes till. So I mean, that was a month ago, and it's so hard to fathom that that was a month ago. So has that disappointment lingered, or I guess how have you adapted to being home? I mean, coming back home to a world that felt like it got turned upside down just because life as we knew it has not been the same since we came back. And so I feel like it's it's definitely, you know, the week in Israel is kind of like this milestone marker in many different ways that I didn't expect. I expected it to be a milestone in other ways. Um, And it's been kind of this like, okay, the before Israel and after Israel, which kind of aligns perfectly with how the world changed with the virus. And it's been absolutely crazy. There's definitely been, you know, huge changes in our lives. You know, I think one of the hardest things has been 
you know, we were with 20 people on this pilgrimage together and a lot of time with people. And now definitely been really difficult that we haven't been able to see very many people at all, you know, aside Mm -hmm. from meeting virtually with people, which is totally not the same, you know, as much as we all want to say like, oh yeah, it's really great that I got to talk to so-and-so today. And it's really great that we have this technology and I'm not discounting that in any sort of means, but it's, it's definitely difficult. I'm way more of an in-person interaction type of communicator. And I kind of use, you know, like a, a phone call as a last resort instead of like, you know, if I need to have a conversation with somebody, I'd much rather have it in person than over the phone. So it's definitely been difficult for me and difficult to be rejoiceful and celebrating the engagement and such when we're not allowed to see anybody. It's, it's hard to celebrate those things um, when you can't celebrate with the friends and the family that you would really want to. Um, so we've definitely had to find other ways to kind of keep that positivity, keep that celebration, keep the excitement of that going. And we've done it in in the little ways, which I think has been something that's been kind of a theme for me recently is is highlighting the little things in your life instead of highlighting these, you know, ginormous moments, because the ginormous moments are super easy to highlight. They're like, you know, the bold text on a page versus let's find those little moments every day that bring happiness or joy or, you know, any sort of positive emotion, because those are the things that you have to hang on to when things are just absolutely turned upside down and crazy. You know, you can highlight the fact that, okay, I got to make ice cream today. And I think that's one of the (laughs) seemingly silly, but super fun things we've done. We've made a ton of ice cream since we've been quarantined. Um, You know, I think food has honestly been something that we've gotten excited about, you know, making new things and, you know, trying to find fun new things to do at home. You know, lots of, lots of board games, lots of pandemic board games. (laughs) That's ironic. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Um, But yeah, definitely just kind of finding the little moments, the small moments, the things that might have just kind of brushed by before um, and really kind of dialing in on those and trying to find more of those small moments, more happiness in the little little day-to-day things that Mm -hmm. are seemingly insignificant, yet they still happen throughout your day, so they're just as significant as mm-hmm. something big that's happened. Yeah. I definitely like that, highlighting the little moments and giving them kind of the credit that they deserve mm-hmm. that would otherwise be bypassed by other, you know, big moments. Is there anything that you do mentally to highlight those moments more to yourself or to motivate you to do more of those little things or just like mentally how can you like help push yourself to be even more positive I think it's definitely a reflection thing so recognizing you know sometimes it's in the middle of the day that I'm like oh that's really nice that that little thing happened but I would say most of the time it's more of a you know end of the day kind of reflection okay what happened today what did I do today what was good about today and maybe what wasn't so good? Like, what can I make, what can make tomorrow better if this same thing that maybe bothered me today happens tomorrow? How can, how can I change my attitude to kind of adjust those maybe unfortunate things, you know? 
maybe the unfortunate thing is I can't go outside to play volleyball with a group of people, but I can get excited about hitting the volleyball in the backyard with Christine. Like, that's just as exciting. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> um, How do you think that? <laughs> yeah. You know, those are like, the small highlights of the day. You know, I might not be able to go to my favorite restaurant, but I can learn to cook fried plantains. Like, that was something that I've never cooked until <laughs> until the pandemic, and that was fun, and it's one of kind of those fun special treats that I get, so... Yeah, that sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, I like that you have this statement where you state the first part of it that's unfortunate, and then there's that but, and then after the but, it's like, but I am blessed for X reason. So I think that's, that's really beautiful advice. Do you, like, think about that at the end of the day before bed in the morning, or does it just come naturally throughout the day? A little bit of both. I think predominantly it's definitely something that I have to really focus to think about. It's not always something that comes naturally. There are some times during the day that I'll kind of get like a little nudge and it'll say like, hey, how cool was this little thing? And sometimes I have to definitely search for those little things that are exciting throughout the day. So it kind of depends, but I would say predominantly more of a more of a search rather than just a, oh, look. This happened. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you made ice cream or have been making a lot of ice cream, fried plantains, board games. Yeah. <laughs> what other little things have brought you joy? I think, and I know I kind of maybe talked not completely positively about like the virtual, you know, groups of things, but I definitely think that's honestly been a highlight as much as I, you know, a thousand times rather be in person with, you know, friends or family or whomever it might be. It's definitely been really great that there have been so many people that have been, like, technologically available to do that. You know, even people like my grandmother have figured it out. <laughs> so it's really great to still be able to talk to them, see them, um, even though, you know, there's a thousand miles that separate me from my family. I think that's, it's been really great. We've started my fiance and I have started doing like basically weekly calls with my parents and so even like an Easter celebration was completely different we spent half the day on the phone which sounds really funny but um, we were able to still connect to those people that we would have typically got wanted to and we got to do both of our families which I think was another kind of like small blessing like even though we couldn't be with either family we were able to dedicate some time to both of our families. Um, so I think, yeah, being able to virtually talk to some people has, has been a, has been a blessing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we've also, okay, this is completely not related to that. We've also planted plants. So I think, <laughs> which seems super silly, but we planted a bunch of herbs and it's been really exciting to watch those grow, which I'm, I'm assuming people will hear this as like, wow, they're watching paint dry on a wall. No. She needs <laughs> to find something way more exciting to do with her life. <laughs> but it's been fun, you know, like kind of seeing the progress of something over time. Since we can't see the progress of the virus or, you know, it's something that's just kind of this ominous cloud that's overhead and you don't know when it's going to leave or if it's going to leave. You know, it's kind of like almost like Mark's 
time. Like, okay, it's been two weeks since we planted them and they're now six inches tall or, you know, whatever it is. That's cool. It's been really cool. You know, I'm excited to see what they kind of, what kind of grows from them. Obviously, I know what's going to grow from them. (laughs) We planted them, but I mean, like how long it's going to take. And I don't know. It's been really kind of fun to see that too. Yeah, and track the progress of it. <laughs> right. Like, ooh, does it need watering today? No? Okay, how about tomorrow? You know, like, <laughs> we enjoy, like, just bringing them outside for sun. Although, definitely not today. Today was not the day to bring them outside for the sun. Yeah, today it, it's snowing all day. All day. <laughs> hey, I woke up this morning and I was like, I did not expect it to be snowing already. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle of April. <laughs> did you guys do anything fun in the snow today? I shoveled out my car when I when I left. <laughs> Some people might consider that fun. <laughs> Definitely could be fun. I accidentally turned my windshield wipers on when I was getting into the car, and so I got sprayed with snow. That's considered fun. <laughs> if you like snow, it could be. Yeah. If you're hot, so you change your pace. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a funny little surprise. I was like, ah, yeah, I forgot about that. Whoops. I forgot those I left those out. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, I definitely like the the plants, and it's kind of cool because it also gives you hope. Hope that you can just track the progress and be in control of something. Yes. Especially during a time where you can't control what this virus is going to do. Mm-hmm. You can't control what the government's going to do or how they're going to react and how other people are going to react and their influences. So... Do you have any other tips about how we can be mindful about what's coming into our minds so that we are kind of looking forward and looking towards hope? I think something that I've had to mindfully kind of choose to accept is what is in my control and what is not in my control. You know, I can control my attitude towards what the government does but I can't control what they do. So if they extend a stay-at-home order, that's out of my control. But I have the control to kind of make the best of the situation rather than kind of get upset with it however way I choose to get upset with it. You know, that's not saying disregard your emotions by any sort of means. There's definitely, you know, disappointment when some of those things come out. Like, oh man, okay, now I gotta stay inside for another, you know, week. But... Mm-hmm. Okay, what? How can I make the best of this situation rather than, oh, what was me? You know, <laughs> yeah. Now I have to stay inside. Everybody's in the same boat, so we all have to kind of stick together to a certain point and help each other stay positive. I think one of the best ways to be the happiest you can be is to focus on others. By focusing on others, you're you're taking the attention off of yourself. It's a lot less selfish, and the more that you. I think the more that you give, the more that you receive. So by making that phone call to your grandmother, making that phone call to your mother, you know, you bring them joy by being able, by spending time, giving your time to them. And so therefore you're, you are happier. You are, you know, a better person because you gave something to them. You know, again, even if it's just a phone call or something small, since it's, really hard to give too much to other people right now mm-hmm. <laughs> considering the whole you know being distant physically distant from each other definitely have you had an interest in sending any letters or any gifts like that in the mail like that could be a fun that could be super thing to do fun. i think the only thing i've done so far is like thank you cards yeah <laughs> to the, you know a few people who have like 
gotten me something. My birthday was also in the midst of that first crazy whole week of things. Um, so, you know, got a few gifts here and there and kind of sending those birthday cards. But I mean, I know how much I love when I get mail. So <laughs> that's actually a really great idea. I feel like I should start sending cards to people. I feel like I should do that too. Yeah. I just popped into my head when you were saying how special it would be to connect with the people who are like close to you. Yeah. Or even people that aren't. This seems like it'd be really And everyone special. loves a handwritten letter, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, think of the joy that you get when something's in your mailbox. Like, that's super exciting. And it's, you know, it's not like, you know, your internet bill. <laughs> it's, right. You know, it's from somebody. You know, it's from your friend. It's from your grandmother. Okay, those are the people that I usually get things from. But, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, ooh, what is it? And you there's that, like, anticipation, that excitement. Um, and that could totally, I mean, that's totally made my day before getting just a small, like, Hey, thinking of you, letter, um, definitely can bring, can bring joy to somebody else too. Mm -hmm. Oh good, we're still going. Okay, I was really nervous. (laughs) Something weird. Okay, we're back. (laughs) So, the next thought that I had is, you know, we spoke about what we can do for our minds, but there's a lot of people right now who unfortunately don't have jobs Mm -hmm. and, you know, don't have any income coming in and potentially have mortgages. So is there anything that we can do, you think, more proactively to help others? Or do you have any advice for them on how to not give up and to just stay positive? I've honestly, I think that's been one of the things that's been on my mind since this started and understanding how much it's affecting everybody in so many different ways is, okay, what can, what can I do? You know, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Um, and so far I haven't come up with anything (laughs) really great, um, aside for, you know, the people that you are in communication with every day. That's honestly the best way that I've found is, you know, be a light to those people that you can, you naturally have to see, you know, whether that's somebody that you live with or whether that's your coworker that you have to, you know, Zoom with or whatever, you know, means of video chat that is. Um, And then just the simple, you know, heartfelt checking in with somebody that you know. So maybe it's, you know, a friend who is a nurse or even just checking in with them and saying like, hey, how are you doing, you know? Um, And it's not a bad thing to ask like, hey, how can I help? Or, you know, is there anything that I can do? You know, obviously do it within the means of what makes the most sense for you and them at that time. Um, but definitely just, you know, just that, that extra conscious level of communication and showing, showing how much you care for them. Um, even if there's nothing physically that you can do for them at that time, it's, you know, it really brings kind of like a warm heart to, to somebody who could be feeling down, you know, whether you know that they're feeling down or not, um, again, kind of that focusing on somebody else, kind of reaching out, 
Um, and you might, you might find some other way that you're able to help them too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, definitely. I love that message. Well, along those lines, the other question that I really like to ask all my uh, interviewees just in the spirit of positivity <laughs> is what's something that we can do to make the world a better place? I think without a doubt um, is love. Be the most loving person you can be. And love is kind of this crazy, awesome word where um, I think the English language kind of generalizes it a little too much, but there's so many different types of love. Um, you know, the love that you have for your friend or the love that you can give a coworker or the love that you can give your, your parents or your siblings or the love that you can give, you know, your fiance or whoever, you know, whoever <laughs> it is. There's just so many different types of love and the way that you express that to them is going to be different between all of those different types of people. But the message is still the same, that um, you are, you know, you care for them. You're selfish, selfless in your actions, not selfish. <laughs> You're selfless in your actions um, and kind of putting those other people before yourself. It's, you know, this world isn't necessarily about, you know, me or any one specific person. It's, it's about all of, you know, it's how we all function together. Um, and kind of creating that super peaceful environment. Um, if you think about it, if everybody was loving to every other human being, if you eliminated hatred in any sort of way, um, I think the world would be a lot, a lot better place. You know, that's not to say that you won't have, you know, hurt feelings in any sort of way, but if you understand that people are acting in a, in a sense of love, you know, there's definitely more understanding and there's, there's more peace in that, even if you don't get what you want out of it. <laughs> um, there's a lot more understanding in, in love than there is with a lot of other emotions. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a great message. Well, I definitely appreciate your time, and I love that we focused on positivity, you know, not just focusing on COVID-19, <laughs> even though that's the hot topic of the month yeah. slash of 2020. <laughs> so thank you for all those kind words of wisdom and just everything that you said as far as like advice goes like it was just so positive so thank you for that of course so if there are any listeners who really resonated with anything you were saying how can they reach you they can reach me by email would probably work great yeah and i'm assuming you'll put that link it somewhere or something yes i can put it in the bio um and, but if you also want to just say your email. Totally. That would be great. Yes. It is my first and last name, all smushed together, <laughs> which is A-L-I-S-A-P-E-N-K-A-L-A at gmail.com. So. Awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks again for your time. I know it's snowing, but <laughs> there is a glimmer of hope. <laughs> there is totally a glimmer of hope. Yeah. I mean, snow is so pretty. So <laughs> yeah. I love the snow. I'm sort of biased on that. Though, <laughs> though I'm definitely ready for spring, summer as well. Mm-hmm. But the seasons are fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been great, and I'm so appreciative of your time. And I also wanted to appreciate all the listeners and just all the support from everybody. Uh, it's so great to hear all the positive things about not only what this podcast is doing, but how our country is coming together and forming camaraderie and being more giving and just talking to people more and paying attention to the little moments, just kind of everything that you spoke about. So thank you to everybody out there and stay positive. We'll get through this. We're here for you. And if there's anything else that we can do to help, let let us know. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Christine. Have a great night, everybody. Stay safe out there. (laughs) Take care.